Hello and welcome to another episode of the Three Ball Podcast. Um, this episode's probably going to be titled. I haven't titled it yet, but obviously you know you will know what the title is. It'll either be called NZ State Rules. T.J. Warren scores fifty three points, or it'll be called AV's Back. Um, because either way, they're both true. Um, we're going to start with the NBA bubble. Um, I know a lot of people listen to my last podcast. Way more than the usual people do, because I had Senator Scott on, but if you continue to listen, just know a lot of times I talk about sports, unless I have some a guest on who doesn't want to talk about sports. That's how that works. But, the NBA bubble. Um, what's happened so far when I'm recording this is, TJ Warren dropped 53 points, he's the first person in the bubble to drop 50 plus. Um, he's from... The North Carolina State University, a.k.a. NC State, the greatest college team ever. Um, not really, but I'm an NC State fan, so I can think that. Um, TJ Warren dropped 53, while the Pacers ended up beating the Philadelphia 76ers, just to prove Nate McMillan's the greatest coach ever. Um, then you also had the Clippers, they blew out the Pelicans. Uh, the Lakers lost to the Raptors. This is one of the parts where the Lakers are going to have to learn how to be a good team. And LeBron showed up last night, but Anthony Davis scored like seven points last night and shot horrible from the floor. And there's nobody else on that team that can make up the slack. I mean, Dion Waiters should be starting, in my opinion, because Dion's a goat. The legend of Kobe Wade continues. Um... I think Dion should be starting, but I'm not Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel's not that good of a coach. There's a reason he got fired from Indiana for Nate McMillan, and if you go and look at it, Frank Vogel's just a guy sitting in right now. It's the same thing with having David Blatt. When you, when you go and you look at who's going to win Coach of the Year, let's just say Frank, Frank Vogel does win Coach of the Year. It's basically the LeBron James' team. Frank Vogel's not doing any coaching there. It's the, same, it's the same thing Steve Kerr does with the Warriors. Steve Kerr doesn't do any coaching with the Warriors. The same reason Luke Walton was able to w- get the Warriors in the best start in NBA history uh, a couple years ago. Luke Walton was coaching that team for most of the year. And Luke Walton's the head coach of the Kings now and can't do diddly squat. Even though I do like Luke Walton as a head coach. But... Good coaches on amazing teams with star players like LeBron, they don't do coaching. Tyron Lue didn't coach the Cavs. It was LeBron James doing what LeBron James does. The only team that there's been a head coach that coaches with LeBron is Eric Spolstrup. And that's because Pat Riley would not fire Eric Spolstrup when LeBron James wanted him to. So, Eric Spolstrup is the only coach that LeBron's played for that actually coaches. He's had... He's had some decent coaches throughout his career, but David Blatt, he got David Blatt fired for no reason. Tyron Lue didn't do any coaching, and then once LeBron left the Cavs, we saw what Tyron Lue could do. Now he's the assistant coach for the Clippers. Frank Vogel. Or sorry, we'll go back to last year. Luke Walton. LeBron goes down with an injury, and the Lakers, the Lakers looked like a playoff team last year. But then LeBron goes down, and LeBron gets Luke Walton fired. Okay, whatever. Luke Walton gets fired. And I say Luke Walton was doing a good job with that Lakers team last year. 
So he gets Luke Walton fired, and now Frank Vogel, who's not doing any coaching this year, is the head coach of the Lakers now. So yeah, um, once again, with star players, there's not much coaching to do. Now, last night, when Frank Vogel needed to be a coach, he couldn't. And Nick Nurse outcoached the crap out of Frank Vogel last night. He, Nick Nurse knows how to coach a basketball game. And even when we saw the Raptors last year with Kawhi, he still coached because Kawhi actually likes being coached. He Because he was brought under the reign of Greg Popovich, who always coaches, doesn't matter what he's doing. Now, Greg Popovich in the bubble, he ain't really doing coaching whatsoever. He's letting other people coach because he's trying to find his replacement for when he retires. So that's kind of what Greg's doing the, the rest of this year. Personally, I think it should be Becky Hammond because Becky Hammond, every time when she coached the Summer League a couple years ago, she took the Spurs team to the Summer League Championship and they won. And that team wasn't that great whatsoever. It's a classic Spurs team, so... And they won. So I think Becky Hammond would be the best option to be the coach. But he's probably going to go Tim Duncan. Because Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan. Spurs legend. Um, so yeah, that's my little view on Spurs. But getting back to it. You can't get out coached by Nick Nurse. Just because AD's having a bad shooting game. You got to draw up some plays for LeBron. People like Dion Waiters who can get hot like that, in the snap of a finger. Or J.R. Smith, who can get hot in the snap of a finger. They they go on shooting streaks, and they don't miss for a little bit. Why? Who knows? But it just happens sometimes. Like, Kyle Korver does it. I'm not going to say Kyle Korver than Giannis, but Giannis ain't going on no shooting streak. Kyle Korver can. So that's kind of the thing there. You gotta find who's hot. And last night, Anthony Davis was not shooting well. He was ice cold from the floor. Same thing with the Celtics a couple nights ago when Jason Tatum shot 2 for 18. You stop giving him the ball, Brad Stevens. He's shooting ice cold from the floor. Find somebody else. Marcus Smart was on a hot streak the other night when Jason Tatum was cold. Feed Marcus Smart. And what Nate McMillan did with the Pacers last night, when I'm recording this last night, he kept giving the ball to T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren scored 29 in the first half, and they kept feeding him the ball, and he ends up with 53 points. you got to know when to give the ball to people and when to not give the ball to people. Like, the best player on that Pacers team right now is Victor Oladipo. But if T.J. Warren has 50 points, why am I going to go to Victor Oladipo when he's only got 17? you got to know what to do in the situations. Frank Vogel doesn't. Brad Stevens is still learning how to do it, in my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. And that's why I think coaches in the NBA are a little bit overrated, especially when you're on good teams. Like Steve Kerr. Why are you giving the ball to Steph Curry when Steph Curry's, let's just say he's 2 for 13 from the floor. Why am I going to give him the why am I going to give him the game-winning shot? Why not go to Clay Thompson who's 8 for 8 from the three-point line and is Making it rain from everywhere. Those are the things that I think NBA coaches have to get better at, in my opinion. You don't have to agree with me, as I say a lot. And if you would like to come on the podcast and argue or debate with me, but debates are really just arguments, but whatever. If you would like to come on the podcast and debate with me about why uh, you think LeBron's the greatest player of all time, I'm not going to say he's not, but 
I think him and MJ are tied one and one. Who cares? It's your opinion. They played in two different generations. I don't give a crap. But if you want to come on the podcast and argue why Bill Russell's better than Michael Jordan, my dad, basically, then whatever, you can do that. I don't give a crap. So, free reign for anybody who wants to come on the podcast. Just text me or do whatever. Snapchat me. I don't give a crap. Text me if you want to be on the podcast. I'm always looking for people on here. Um, the one with Senator Scott Part 2 will be on Wednesday, so sorry about all the people who just tuned in to see Senator Scott and ended up being disappointed. Senator Scott will be back on Wednesday. Well, Part 2 with him. And then after that, I think we're going to have uh, Keith Walton on. That's going to be the plan. Um, but we do have a debate. of <laughs> We might put it in the poll. I might create a poll. If you guys want to... Okay, so I know how to get on Antonio Brown's story. Like, business is booming, Antonio Brown. Um, I know how to get on Antonio Brown's story. So, should we... On the, if we want to get on his story and say, Hey, you should come on the podcast. Should we shoot our shot at Antonio Brown and see if we can get him on the podcast? Let me know, because we are big... I'm a big supporter of Mr. AB, business is booming. And if you don't agree with me, then uh, stop listening to this podcast. I'm kidding. Please don't. But Antonio Brown's on one of our <laughs> top five celebrities you cannot diss list. We got Antonio Brown, Mr. Colin Kaepernick himself, because Black Lives Matter. Um, three, Dennis Rodman, because Dennis Rodman's an OG. Four, Nick Cannon. And we're still trying to figure out five. So if any celebrities want to get on that list, shoot your shot. Um... Because I'm looking for a fifth one to not roast. Because four just doesn't sound that good. Five sounds cool. Because five's the number of titles Kobe Bryant won. R.I.P. Kobe. Ah, Kobe can be our fifth. Kobe's our fifth. You can't talk smack about Kobe. Because Kobe's an OG. Um. So yeah, those are our five celebrities that you can't diss when you come on here. I mean, you can diss Antonio Brown's music. Because, you know, that's your own personal opinion. But his football? Nah. It's where we draw the line. Um. So yeah. Those are our five celebrities you can't diss. Even Kobe Bryant has in a song. You can diss the song. I don't give a crap. So, those are our five celebrities. And now we're going to get to Antonio Brown, just because I brought him up. Antonio Brown finally got his suspension from the NFL. It will be eight games when he gets signed by a team. And, you know, Saints pick him up because we, we know at some point we're going to need him. Because the Saints like crap in the playoffs all the time. I'm a big Saints fan, and Drew Brees is one of my top five celebrities you can't diss list on the podcast. Like, I go off on Drew Brees and the Saints all the time. So, it's not like I'm being very... It's not like I'm being very protective of the Saints or whatsoever. I'm only protective of those five celebrities. Because those are legends, in my opinion. So, <coughs> excuse me, I don't have Corona. Please don't go and say I have Corona. So, the NBA bubble and Antonio Brown. Those are the two topics that we're going to discuss the most about today. Just because we're in supporters of Antonio Brown and the NBA bubble. Also, NHL hockey's back, so we're going to talk about that later. But Antonio Brown got suspension eight games, as I already said. And, in my opinion, Antonio Brown is a top five wideout when he plays. In my opinion, he's number one. Because, I mean, better than Michael Thomas. 
if Michael Thomas if Michael Thomas hears this, he's gonna DM me on Instagram and be like, F you kid. Um, I think he's better than DeAndre Hopkins, better than Julio, better than Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown's number one, because business is booming all the time. Um, if you wanna say Tony Brown's a clown, whatever, go ahead. Who cares? He's not really a clown, he's just trying to do what's best for him. The dude was a six-round draft pick. Same round as Tom Brady. Not all six-round draft picks can be Tom Brady and be the most sane people in the world. Like, even Dennis Rodman is not the most sane person in the world, but still love Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's a baller. Um, not actually getting the ball in the basket, but... You know, rebounding, defense, that type of stuff. Dennis Rodman's a baller. Antonio Brown. He runs the best routes I've ever seen. He catches he catches almost everything, in my opinion. He's got the speed. And he might be a little crazy. But he he's never had a problem when he's on the field. All his problems have stemmed when he's off the field. Even the little... He got cut by the Raiders... And he was not playing, and a case came up, or whatever, and then he was signed by the Patriots, case came up, then he got cut. He was off the field when the case was going down, or when he was supposedly committed the horrendous act, crime, what, I can't remember which one it was. But there was a crime reported against him when he was not playing. But when Antonio Brown has been on the field, there has never been a problem with him, outside of football. So... His best behavior is when he's in a football locker room. Now, the Seahawks are definitely a team that would sign him just because they need the wide receiver talent. Um, they have DK Metcalf, which a lot of people do like. Um, I would say I'm a DK Metcalf supporter, but not as big as some people are trying to make him now to be. Um, AB would fit great on that team because they have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and Teddy Brown would be the best wide receiver on that team. Um, Ravens are not the team that's looking at him. He'd be a good fit for the Ravens. Antonio Brown would be a good fit on every team except the Buccaneers. Because, I don't know, the Buccaneers only have one football to go around. And they got to give Mike, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, O.J. Howard, that white tight end that I don't remember his name. <laughs> it's not racist, I just don't remember his name. And it's not Gronk either. But, I mean, the I guess you could throw the Saints in there too because they got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. The third-string quarterback that's deciding he's going to do everything. So, and Alvin Kamara. You, you can put the Saints in there, too. Maybe the Falcons. There are a couple teams that wouldn't need him. But what if Antonio Brown joined the Washington football team? Because, you know, here as a meme, we might as well support the Washington football team as well. Go Washington football team. Um, They got... I, I actually like Dwayne Haskins. I mean... I'm, he's going to be more kind of like James Winston. Or, that's what I thought, because showed it to the Combine out of shape. But, I know, I've been doing some research on him. He puts in a whole lot of work with wideouts and by himself. So, I don't view him like that anymore, because I know James don't do that. I mean, I'm a Saints fan, and I really don't like James Winston. James Winston's our backup quarterback now. But, I know Dwayne Haskins puts in a lot of work, so... That opinion on Haskins is gone. We fully support Haskins and his Washington football team here at the Three Ball Podcast because they got Chase Young now. That's going to be a good team. They, I'm, I think they have Bryce Love too, if I'm not mistaken, as a backup halfback. 
Bryce Love, Darius Go uh, Geis, Goose, whatever his last name is. I don't really follow Washington football that much. But now we are because why not? We support them here, along with Kanye West and his 2020 presidential candidacy run. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we support here, if you didn't know. Um, but I think they have a better shot. I think they have a shot at being a lot better than they were last year. Um, obviously, Dwayne Haskins didn't start a lot of football games last year. And this year, he will actually have Alex Smith, who will be on the football field with him to help him along the way. Um, if you follow football, you know Alex Smith was almost dead a couple, like, two years ago after his knee got infected. He almost died, or they had to amputate, they almost had to amputate his leg, and it would have been really bad. But, the, oh, what you call? I just had the word for it. The bacteria in his knee, it, or the infected knee, they figured out a way how to clean it, and he's all good. Now he's cleared for football again. So we will have Dwayne Haskins being mentored by what I think one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time in Alex Smith. The only successful Urban Meyer quarterback in the NFL, just to let you guys know. Tim Tebow is not successful, so you can't count that. The only successful Urban Meyer quarterback in the NFL with another Urban Meyer quarterback. So if anything, I think this helps Dwayne Haskins a whole bunch because you have an Urban Meyer quarterback and Dwayne Haskins. And Alex Smith, both of them, Urban Meyer QBs, one of them desperately needs help to figure out the whole change from Urban Meyer's spread offense into a pro-style pro system, which the NFL is. So, and sorry, I got something in my tooth. But I think it would be great for Dwayne Haskins, and I'd love to see Alex Smith back on a football field because Alex Smith, in my opinion, is an underrated quarterback, or one of them of all time. I'd put Drew Brees in there just because Drew Brees is short and people think that people like Troy Aikman are better than him, which I have heard before. Not from a Cowboys fan either. So, <laughs> I think it's very stupid. Another guy I think you could put in there with the most underrated QBs of all time is... This is going to sound stupid to a lot of you, but Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzy's kind of a baller. Go look at his stats compared to some other Hall of Famers. Fitzy's a baller. He has more passing yards than, like, Boomer Eisen, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame. More touchdowns. I think he has more touchdowns than Troy Aikman. Um, if you go look at his stats, dude's actually kind of a baller. I know to a lot of people's surprise that is he's a baller, but he makes a case for an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. If we're being honest, he makes a case. Um... I, in my opinion, they should change, like, the whole NFL Hall of Fame thing. For you to make the NFL Hall of Fame, I think it should be changed, like, it has to be, you have to have somebody make a case for you to make it into the Hall of Fame. Like, what, Troy Aikman, why is he in the Hall of Fame? Because he won three Super Bowls with Emmitt Smith and the greatest offensive line of all time and Michael Irvin? Nah, fam, that ain't how that works. But you can take Antonio Brown's, like, first, Seven years, and I'd pick them over Michael Irvin. <laughs> so, I think the only dude in that Cowboys team that should be in the Hall of Fame is the uh, the great O-line, obviously, and Emmitt Smith. Because Emmitt Smith has the most rushing yards of all time. It's not like Troy Aikman has the most passing yards of all time, and I'm saying he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Troy Aikman's got one of the lowest passing yards out of anybody in the Hall of Fame. I think the only guy that's lower than him and I that I know of is... uh. 
Terry Bradshaw. And Terry Bradshaw's overrated. It's crap, too. Um, obviously, you got dudes like Joe Namath in there. But Joe Namath was a baller on and off the field. So, that's why he's in there. And he's an OG. He brought the Jets like their only Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, not, I'm pretty sure he brought the Jets their only Super Bowl. Bart Starr, another dude. Bart Starr won the first Super Bowl. I'm not going to take that away from him. Bart Starr is cool. <laughs> and his name, Bart Starr. Cool. But, Troy Aikman. He was in the same passing generation as uh, Dan Reno and some other dudes. That made the NFL Hall of Fame from that era. And he was considerably the worst out of all of them. John Elway, Dan Reno. And I don't really like Dan Reno either, to be honest. Because Dan Reno is one of those dudes who... You say he transformed the game. Oh, that's great, but doesn't have a Super Bowl. Um, he doesn't He doesn't even have like any passing yards record anymore. So what's the big deal about him? Like, at least Elway, when you want to defend Elway, you can say he won two Super Bowls, and Terrell Davis won both Super Bowl MVPs, I think. But at least you can make that case for him. Same with Eli Manning. In today's generation, Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has more stats than a lot of NFL Hall of Famers. And Eli's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner. But <laughs> worst quarterback in that draft, it, worst quarterback taken in the first round of his draft class. You had Big Ben. Big Ben, Hall of Famer. Super Bowl MVP. And Philip Rivers. And if you want to... That's, that's something we could bait right there. Who's better, Philip or Eli? You can bring up the two Super Bowl wins, but I can bring up... Philip ain't have no teammates ever. Philip had one of the worst O-lines and LT for like three years, I think. And then LT went to the Jets. Phil Rivers played a playoff game with a torn ACL and almost beat the Patriots with a torn ACL. Phillips, a baller, the tryhard, and the greatest smack talker of all time, such Chad Ochocinco. So, that's why I think Phil Rivers is better than Eli. Now, Eli had the greatest teammates in the world, and he did. his dad forced him to go to the Giants, because whatever, his dad's his dad. Because his dad went through the bullcrap with the Saints, but the Saints didn't do nothing to help him. Me as a Saints fan, can definitely, I can definitely understand where he was coming from from there. Like, no, you're not going to San Diego. They suck. They got LT, and that's about it. You're not going to San Diego, son. I understand where he's coming from. But, in the same time, kind of ruined Phillip's career because Phillip had to go to San Diego. Whatever. And it's my little spew on Philip Rivers and Antonio Brown and whatever. Um, but I think the NBA bubble is going to be interesting, especially with the play-in. The Trailblazers, they they basically got to win every game to make to go into the play-in, I'm pretty sure. Or they got to win almost every game. And then the Thunder, my boy Andre Roberson's back. Andre Roberson's a hooper now. He can shoot three pointers. He's he's a, he's like a hooper hooper now. I mean, he plays. He's a defense now. He's basically a three and D player now. Oh my lordy, Andre Roberson, three and D player, and can actually make three pointers. Haven't seen him at the free throw line yet. We'll see. I hope he can make free throws. Last time I saw him shoot a free throw, he airballed. But he can shoot three pointers now. So ultimately, he has gotten better while he's been. One and a half year at home, or two and a half years at home, something like that. So two and a half years at home, just chilling with the jump shot, which is cool.
I'm happy for Andre, because Andre is one of my favorite NBA players. So I think it's really cool that we get to see him back and back and in action, playing again in the NBA bubble. Now, the NHL is back. Oh my lord, I love NHL hockey. And if you don't know why, it's because commentary is way better than any other sport. They hit each other. And I don't know how, but NHL somehow got goals to go in all the time. It's like 6-4 games now, and back in the day it was like 2-0 games, 1-0 game. Go into a shootout and a 0-0 and team would win a shootout, whatever. NHL somehow has made a way where they score goals a lot now. Is it because the players are better and the goalies are worse? Who knows? I don't know. So, NHL's lit, and those are the reasons why I love the NHL. If you don't watch the NHL, I highly recommend it. Their playoffs are starting. Um, I just want the playoffs to be over with so we can see the new team, and probably the team we'll support on this podcast forever, the Seattle Kraken. Now, not like crack cocaine, but like the Kraken, that thing in... Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever. So the Seattle Kraken, after this season, they after the playoffs, they will be the main team. Uh, the way the what are they called? Expansion rules are set up for expansion teams like the Seattle Kraken. It's meant for you to be in win now mode. You can take you. So there, there are rules about protecting players, but. The players that are protected, you can choose a player from every team that's not protected. And you can build a solid team out of those players. That's why the Las Vegas Golden Knights were ballers for a little bit. So, if you if you have me on Snapchat, you'll see the Las Vegas thing get taken down. And you'll see the Seattle Kraken team now. Because um, I think that's on my Bitmoji, if we're being honest. It's Las Vegas Golden Knights sweatshirt. But... We're going to be supporters of Seattle Kraken here on the 3 Ball Podcast. Um, they might be some of the teams you can't roast. We might create a team you can't diss or on while you're on the podcast. So the Seattle Kraken, welcome to the team. Welcome to the supportive team of 3Ball um, with the Washington football team and Seattle Kraken. And yeah, those are the two teams right now that we support. Oh, and Kanye 2020. That's where it's at. <laughs> um... So, I think it's cool that they added this expansion team. Um, soccer, MLS soccer, and the thing up, and they're back in season two. Um, it's kind of like World Cup play. I'm not really keeping up with it right now just because all the sports came back, and it's hard to keep up with every single sport. Like, as you haven't noticed, I haven't talked about WWE, but this time, and usually I go and rants about WWE. But,. I gotta keep up with all the other sports now. WWE is not the only broadcasted television that's there. Um, Major League Baseball is here too. Um, I really don't cover Major League Baseball that often just because Major League Baseball, like, people who listen to my podcast, they love the Braves. But if I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about, like, the Los Angeles Dodgers a lot. Because Connor loves the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I like the athletics. But. That really doesn't work for people and who watch my pod, listen to my podcast in Augusta who are Braves fans. They ain't really looking forward to me talking about the athletics. But I will talk about the Braves. They are killing the, they are killing the Mets in this new series that they're playing with the Mets. Um, it's a four-game series. I think they've won, they've won two out of the th- 
three. They're playing the third while I'm making this podcast, and they're up three nothing at the last time I checked. So they will pretty sure I think they'll win three out of the four, or they'll win four out of the four whenever the fourth game is. And the last game, I listened to the game last night. Tuki Tuki Tarask, or whatever his name is. All I know is my family calls him Tuki Tuki. Um, he balled out last night. He pitched like five shutout innings or whatever. Very good pitching performance from him. And they won like 6-1 or whatever. Uh, the Braves killed the Mets, which is kind of normal now. Pete Alonso not swinging the bat very well. Neither is Christian Yelich. He's like, one of 27 while I'm making this podcast. Like, Jesus Christ. The guy who almost won NL MVP last year is one of 27. Mike Trout stopped playing baseball for now because his child was born. Very good reason to stop playing baseball. In fact, I've had more stupid reasons to stop playing baseball. But, you know, you do you, Mike Trout. I fully support your decision. Because you're just giving my athletics more chance to catch up. Um, but... <laughs> One of the things that I want to talk about MLB baseball is Shohei Otani. Well, jeez, uh, I hear so much hype about Shohei Otani when he came to the Major League Baseball Association or whatever. They said, oh, he's going to be better than Ichiro. Oh, he's going to be the greatest thing Japan's ever sent over here. Whatever. Shohei Otani, i just like to mention, while I'm making this, has a 45 ERA because he did not get anybody out in his first game back from uh, Tommy John surgery, whatever. I could have gotten it out. Just throw a ground ball pitch, man. That's all you need to do. I can get it out if I just throw the ball low and it has a little bit of speed on it, ground out. He did not get a out. And he gave up five runs, I think. Yeah, that makes sense because his ERA is 45. His ERA is a flat 45. Dude, my, he's the worst pitcher at the moment in Major League Baseball, statistically. I don't know how he's swinging the bat because I don't watch Angels games. But I don't know how he's... But statistically, worst pitcher in the MLB. I don't give a crap what anybody says. Like, Chris, De- Chris Davis, the Orioles' first baseman, could get an out before he could. <laughs> if you watch Major League Baseball, you know Chris Davis. Kind of sucks at what he does. Or, he's better than me, obviously, but he gets paid a lot more money to do that. But... That I think that's gonna be it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. If you did, um, just a friendly reminder: Senator Scott will be on the podcast Wednesday or next episode. Technically, next episode, but I'm calling it Wednesday. Um, he'll be on next episode. Um, one thing I'd like to thank, if you're still listening, thank you for all the people who listened to the Senator Scott episode part one. Um, you guys did break. Pretty sure, or all-time very ball record of most listened to podcasts because i know my first episode was very highly listened to but now i'm pretty sure it's the senator scott one i think so if you guys want to the next episode of senator scott you should guys just go break the old record of the first part of senator scott that'd be cool because we're all about breaking records here and not giving in stereotypes i guess yeah we'll go with that um I know ESPN's looking for a slot to uh, fill up Mike, Mike or Mike and Golick or Golick and Mike and Greenberg and Golick. I don't know. Oh, Wingo and Golick. That was because it's Mike Golick. Wingo, Trey Wingo and Mike Golick. Uh, their their little podcast stopped from ESPN. So I know ESPN's looking for people 
So if you guys want to recommend me for ESPN, that'd be cool. Um, youngest ESPN person. That that'd be amazing. Um, I'd be like the Freddie Adu of coverage world. If you don't know who Freddie Adu is, Freddie Adu is an OG on the podcast. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening. Um, and we will see you, or I will see you back Wednesday with Senator Scott. And thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.